Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. You know, it's a long game, as, as y'all seen. There was moments in the game where it looked like they were going to pull, pull away, but we, you know, we kept going. So you got to watch the whole game. You got to play the whole, the whole game. Watson out of the gun. In the backfield is Elijah Moore. Watson takes the snap, drops back to pass. Pressure's coming, moving to his left. Pumps once, throws inside the 10. He's got Moore at the goal line, into the end zone. Touchdown, Browns. Yeah, that's my favorite play of the game. Honestly, that was my favorite play of the game. Uh, just to see, we talked about this one, you're going to have to play hard. You're going to have to play for 60 minutes. And to see all 11 in the frame pushing their, their buddy, pushing their brother, uh, that, that's what this team's about. They're about the, that fight. And that was on display right there. Watson taps his foot. Pressure's coming from both edges. They hand the ball off to Ford. Ford over the block of his right guard. Spins inside the 35-yard line. And along the hash mark, moves the pile to the 30. The pile keeps on moving to the 25-yard line. And finally, they blow the play dead. But it's a first down for the Browns, who are playing with energy. It's a gain of 13. I mean, guys are dogs. And we've known that for a long time now. And... Kept on trying to tell y'all, uh, once he you know, hits his stride, he, he's going to be, he's going to be, you know, back to his, his you know, previous ways, you know, dominating the league. Ravens showing blitz on first down. Watson steps up. He'll pump. Now he'll run to his left. Breaks one tackle to midfield. Inside Ravens territory. Cuts to his left to the sidelines. And he's out of bounds at the 40-yard line. It's a gain of 15. Patrick Queen makes the tackle. And that will end the ball game. The Browns have won it 33-31. They've come from behind. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Oh, baby. Let's do a live on a Victory Monday. Merely, Bo, the great Z. This is a sweet one. That's a sweet, sweet taste of victory this, uh, this afternoon, my friend. What it, the way that it happened, everything surrounding it, what it means going forward, what it means for this week. It was needed, it was necessary, and it happened. It's pure joy. It's pure joy. And what a, what a great day. Shout out to Angry Browns fans for giving us the joyous video as he does every Victory Monday. That thing's unbelievable. It, it doesn't it, ever not make me laugh no. very, very hard. Giddy. Giggling. Yeah, yeah crushes it. Love so that. good. But, yeah, this was – you talked about it being – if you went in there and won, it was a season – it has a chance to be a season-defining win. And, yep. and it was that. And you talked about – you know, you personally on Friday were like, well – even if we don't win, mm-hmm. if Deshaun plays really well, yeah. then you'll be like, okay, we're fine. Well, what you got was Deshaun Watson turning in a f- perfect second half, mm-hmm. and that's not hyperbole. No, that's actual. That's actual and factual. As Beamsy's saying now, literally. Literally perfect. Literally 14 perfect. Yeah. for 14 yeah. in that half. He did not throw an incompletion. He made plays with his legs. You had a team that came out and beat up the Baltimore Ravens, beat up the Baltimore Ravens. It would have been, you know, you go down, you're down 14 inside of the first five minutes of the game. Don't fold. 
you finally have all the momentum. You get it down to a one-touchdown game. You force a punt. Muff. They get not one, not two, but three chances to score because of a couple just outrageous flags. Both on third down. They had ten plays. You had five You had five penalties in the course of the game on third downs that gave Brutal. them first downs on plays that had nothing to do with the outcome. No, of the they plays. were clear on the I – mean, And also real ticky-tack. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. Sure. Then you go down 31-17 on the road in Baltimore against a team that had not allowed more than one touchdown to an opponent at home in nine straight games, and you are going to need two of them Mm -hmm. in the last 11 minutes. And you walked right down the field and got a Deshaun Watson touchdown to Elijah Moore, and then you got to stop, and then you went and imposed your will. And I have – I did watch the tape this morning – I have notes on the whole thing. We can go. We need to go through this last drive, like on a play-by-play basis. I would very much enjoy doing that at some point Done. in the program. But you showed resilience, heart, toughness, execution, grit, guts. Greg Newsom, first interception of his career, pick six. I mean, it, I tell you, you, he had to wait a while for his first. That's pretty good. Oh. That's pretty good. I had a great embrace with him after the game. <laughs> it was yes, like the Vince McMahon walk out the entire length of the, the width of the football field the whole way, just strutting. It was amazing. Unbelievable. You just had everything that you needed in this game. You answered the call repeatedly. And the word that I keep using, I, this is galvanizing. Because I like it. it galvanizes the heart of this team. It galvanizes the belief in this team that no matter what is going on, quote Daniel Day-Lewis, and the great film last week is no matter what occurs, no matter what. Next level's next. <laughs> no, no, too much fun. We would Good never friend. do that. Too much fun. That this team has a belief now in each other, and I can tell you, I spent a lot of time after this game walking around. The locker room was pure joy. It was just cool to see. Like you have grown men who are playing, and they're, they're much younger than me. Yeah, yeah. I am too old, unfortunately. Sad. But just the joy, the collegiality, the bond. They love each other in the locker room. They didn't want to leave the locker room. I think they would have stayed there if they could have. Stayed in that locker room and partied all night long. And had the time of their lives doing so. Uh, But the final piece of that is the belief of the quarterback in himself. Mm -hmm. The belief of everybody else in the quarterback. Yeah. Because we don't win down 14 in the fourth quarter in Baltimore. That's not something we do. Mm -mm. No. Historically. 0-59-1 in the North versus the North when trailing by 14 or more. 059 and 1. 1-0 Sunday. Not anymore. Not There's anymore. nothing. The other thing about this is, is um, and this is really for the fans out there, this this isn't fluky. This wasn't fluky. It's, this was physical domination. Yes. Um, if anything, you didn't even really play well. What's we had a lot of mental errors, a ton of mental errors. We talked about the penalties. Uh, you had a pick six on your second play. You had the muff punt, which directly led to a touchdown. Like You had all of these mental mistakes that happened, and you still won the game. You missed an extra point. I mean, it was just so many things that, that we, did, we didn't even play in the vicinity of clean, and yet you still hung tough and won against the hottest team in football, the team that was playing the best in football. Remember the last two times out, they slumped. The Lions and the Seahawks. They were the hottest team in football. They did, Lamar was playing the best quarterback that anyone was playing in the league coming into that game. And you weren't clean and you still won. This is now three wins this season against teams that I think can win the Super Bowl. Baltimore, Cincinnati, and San Francisco. So what the hell does that say about you? It, it says everything you want to say. When you were talking fluky, the only thing that was fluky, honestly, was that 
the game was going the way that it was. The Ravens didn't convert a first down in the, a third down in the first half of this game. Yeah. Did not one. Mm-hmm. Not one. And it felt like to your point, 12 men on the field extends a, a drive. Oh gosh, on that a one special was, teams. Uh, that one like... was brutal. The fact that you mentioned the pick six, which wasn't a bad play. That's exactly where the ball was supposed to go. Kyle Hamilton just made, made a pro play. Sublime play. Yeah. It was kind of surreal at the time. But for this team to have that kind of belief in each other, the belief in the quarterback, and when you have all of that, so many people can make plays on this team. You know, Miles is making plays. Obo Karanko is making plays. We got a special guest in the house coming in today uh, visiting the Browns. Young man battling cancer. We certainly wish him well. Go Browns, man. Good to see you. Let's go. Yes, let's go. I love it. I love it. Uh, But it just – this was awesome. I mean, it was – honestly, it was – Awesome. And after the game, I haven't seen that kind of emotion and elation on every on every level of this organization from the very tippy yeah. top through the players, coaches, everybody, because you know that you are a part of something that puts you in a position now to if you handle your business, it's in front of you. You can in some ways control your own destiny. You're going to need obviously one game of help with the Ravens ultimate at some point. But they're at three losses, you're at three losses, and you beat them head-to-head once. So you control your own destiny if you go out and continue to win. The the Bengals have the toughest remaining schedule. The Ravens have the second toughest remaining schedule. Right. The Steelers are ninth. We're 24th. So do not literally control your own destiny, but damn near. right? Handle your business, and, and you can win the division. Um, yeah, this was – let's have the Deshaun Watson conversation. Let's. So hurts his ankle right before half. Six of 20 in the first half. Six of 20. Six of 20. Goes into half. And you and I are texting in half, and I'm going, my God, I, what is going on here? What? Why is Why is this – what is the problem? Why is this not going? And and we've had frank conversations about it here on the show. Um, I think that him – and then you, you don't see this because you're doing the game. The TV cameras coming out after halftime are on P.J. Walker warming up. Oh, we, we so, talked about because he was not out there. At that so point. I'm going, really? Is this where we're at? We're going to go this way? We're going to go P.J. Walker? This is how this is going to go? Good Lord, just forget it. Let's do yard work. I'm, okay, I'm not, you're not coming back that way. So in my head, that's and I'm guessing many of you out there listening, that's the perspective you had. So the first time that you see Deshaun Watson on the television copy playing or that any have any inclination that he's going to play, it's when he's under center. Okay, so that's I, the first context we have. So we saw them up, and on the broadcast we mentioned P.J. Walker's, and we have not seen Deshaun Watson. And then he came running out, and he came running out holding his wristband. And then as soon as I saw him turn the corner and he put his wristband on, I'm like, all right, it's on. And he came back, and you could just tell immediately with the team, oh, look right here. Hello. That's pretty good. Um, you but, could tell that he was he was going to play. But and, I, you didn't know what to expect because it had been bad. Well, you certainly didn't ex- know. And so and let me to tell do you that. The second half, I thought Kevin Stefanski did some very, very good things in terms of just getting the ball out of his hand quickly getting it to David Njoku, who continues to have a phenomenal season and after the catches is pretty much he's the best in the National Football League. Um, well, and after an early drop. It was a big drop. Big one. Yeah, it was a big one. This was a – this is 
as we've said, this could be a season-defining win, and now it's what do we do now that we're in this position. One of the guys who have a big, big say in that is Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. He joins us right now live on the program. JOK, thank you so much for the time, man. This was sweet Sunday in Baltimore. Um, what was it like for you to be a part of this comeback and to be able to make the plays that you guys did down the stretch to secure the win? Man, uh, first and foremost, man, we want to give all glory to God for sure for allowing us to have that opportunity. Uh, secondly, man, it's the process. You know, all week we um, emphasized, you know, stopping the run. We emphasized um, having more turnovers, making sure that we uh, capitalize on a lot of the smaller things that we made mistakes on in the first game. Uh, so, so to see that come to fruition and to do, uh, you know, didn't do the, the best that we can do, but um, we did it just enough to um, allow that process to come to fruition. So. Jay, okay, for the people that don't get to be in the locker room, take us into that locker room after that game because in my this is my 11th season with this team. That was as joyous a locker room as I've seen after that win, and I thought it was awesome. Yeah, well, we knew how big of a game that was, uh, not just, you know, because of the standings, but, you know, really just because, um, you know, the pride that we have as, as Cleveland Browns and, and the pride that this city has to um, see that go down how it did the first time, wanted to make sure that we uh, definitely got our, our revenge. But also, you know, again, it's a process. You know, and a lot of the times that the process – I have Anthony Walker here um, ignoring me, so he, he's trying to distract me. If, if we can get somebody down here to <laughs> watch out. Well, but, yeah, man, I, I think it's really all about uh, the brotherhood that we have all the time that we spent together and – um, you know, to see us go out there and to execute on our things, uh, it's amazing. Move, move. Yeah, yeah. Awok is always messing with our interviews. He, he is. Did he did that last week too. week too with me. Yeah. Yeah, he's always doing with that Dalvin Collins. Yeah, man. Uh, Jay, okay. What did it What did it mean for you guys to have Deshaun play the way that he played in the second half? Goes in. I I don't know how much you guys knew if he was going to play or not, but to go fourteen to fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was amazing. That's one of the best performances uh, that we've seen from the – oh, my gosh. <laughs> bro, boo, bro. Nevertheless, um, but it, it's great. You know, <laughs> D.Y., he's not just, you know, another player, not just another quarterback, but he's an anchor for us, you know what I mean? And an anchor does more uh, for the team in that energetic way. And the vibration that he brings to the organization is, is, uh, is very high. So to see him – go out and perform the way he did, man. It, it definitely boosts our esteem. When Dustin Hopkins missed the extra point, he came to the sideline, there were a lot of defensive players who went up to him. What what were they saying, and and how awesome was it to see him get that opportunity and, and kick that ball through the uprights for the Browns' victory? Yeah, you know, we know D-Hop, man. We know, we know that, you know, he always comes to perform the way that he uh, – we trust him, he trusts us, and, and when that trust is there – um, and, you know, you, you make a mistake, uh, but you, you know, have a choice to, to come back, you know. Um, you hear all the time, you know, to fall is accidental. <laughs> but to uh, stand back up or to stay down um, is a choice. And, and he chose to uh, come back on, on what uh, seemed to be, you know, a downfall for him. And, uh, you know, we, we came out there and we just said, hey, like, we trust you. And, and, and then when he makes the, uh, the go-ahead winner, uh, you know, it's all love at the end of the day. And he, he knows exactly where we're at. And, uh, you know, we always look forward to seeing him come back uh, to do those things that he does well. Speaking of things that, we, uh, that people we can, do well. I'm sorry, guys. Can we, 
mean, get, move, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's pure joy. It's pure joy. Don't you worry about it. One of the things you're doing very well is making plays at or behind the line of scrimmage. Came into this one leading the NFL in that stat, leading this team in tackles for loss. You had two tackles for loss. You got a half sack. You also had a quarterback hit, a pass defense, seven tackles in this one. You know, many people thought when you were drafted, JOK, that one of the reasons you were drafted was for the Baltimore Ravens to handle Lamar Jackson with your speed, your ability to make plays in space. And you did that in this game. How has this defense and maybe even some of the additions up front in front of you freed you up to be making so many plays in the backfield? Well, man, I got to give, you know, all glory to the, to the D-line, man. The D-line has done a great job in uh, penetrating and making sure that they do the job. Resetting the line is very important for linebackers and especially a game um, as such when you're facing such an agile quarterback um so you know i do my responsibility they do theirs um as we say or as rod says on the time do you want 11 um and that's you know made it the, the best i think uh for us going forward and, and you, know, you saw that last game and we're looking to make progress as time goes on if we all just do our job um and follow into the coach short scheme and everything that he needs for us to do uh we'll be just fine JOK, thank you so much for your time and warding off AWOC. We appreciate you a great deal. Enjoy your victory Monday, man. Look forward to Sunday against Pittsburgh man. here. I might have to go on the seclusion next time, man. I apologize, guys. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> You're it. You guys enjoy yourselves. Jeremiah Wusukoromoa right. joining right. us there, yeah. uh, coming off of a very sweet victory in Baltimore. We are having the conversation about Deshaun. Um, first of all, his play was necessary. All of it, all 14 of them were necessary. The scramble is necessary on the last drive, and I, I want to do that last drive thing with you as well. But um, but it, was, it wasn't it was just for this one. It was something that I think everybody kind of needed to see. Uh, fans needed to see it. I'm sure even his teammates in the back of their head, they know what he's capable of. We know how special he is. But it needed to happen in a place like that. And, and that is why he was acquired. He was acquired to make – to have a half like the one that he had. And to do it after the struggles of the first half – only made it matter more to me. I said it on the broadcast. Deshaun Watson was looking for his first game-winning drive and his first fourth-quarter comeback since 2019. Yeah. His first, obviously, is a member of the Cleveland Browns. And he was brought here, Deshaun Watson was brought here, to go on the road into Baltimore to yeah. be at home against the Steelers and to, if need be, have the ball in his hands and be able to take this team where it needs to to make the game-winning plays, and he did that. Our three drives in the second half, you're talking about answering haymakers, too, because the one down 31-17 is it's, it's a gotta. It's game over. It's an unbelievable, unbelievable drive because you look at it in the third quarter, they come out, they receive the kick, and they go quickly. They go 40-yard touchdown to Odell Beckham. Six plays, 78 yards. It's 24-9. You're down 15. You answer that with Kareem Hunt getting his touchdown after a long drive that included one-third down to conversion, one-fourth down conversion, a second-third down conversion, You were, and then a third-third third, third down conversion. So you converted three third downs and a fourth down on a play that goes 17 plays, 75 yards, and eats up 10 minutes and 9 seconds. And that is where I thought they really started to establish their identity. But he did a great job with both his legs and his arms there. So now you get it, and you're like, okay, now we're in business, right? You get the ball back, muff, touchdown. And you answered that 
Six plays, 75 yards, two minutes and 37 seconds. And I don't know if people remember how that drive started. First down of that drive, down 31-17, Justin Matabike gets his sack. Yes, he does. So it's first and 15. Yep. Next play, he hits a dart to Amari for 25 yards. Then he hits the one to Chief, where Chief carries Geno Stone. That's the one. He puts Geno Stone on his chest like a baby in a baby Bjorn. That's right. And runs him. I, tra- I charred this because I watched this back, and I even wrote Baby Bjorn in here because that really tickled me when I said that. I love a Baby Bjorn. Squares up with Geno Stone. First contact is made at the 42-yard line. He then carries Geno Stone and others 13 yards mm-hmm. to the 29-yard line. Yeah. He ran through him, Bjorned him. That play was kind of emblematic of, okay, we can do this. Then the job to go down, the touchdown to Elijah Moore, you're back in business. Then it's right after that, the Newsom touchdown. Oh, my God, pandemonium, chaos. Yep. We missed the extra point, so now we've got to get the ball back. That's right. The defense does it, and then we get to this final drive, 12 plays, 58 yards, that leads to the field goal that was just so good and also featured overcoming adversity. This team in this game overcame multiple First and behind the sticks, mm-hmm. second and very, very long. Oh, we put ourselves in advantageous positions all day long. It was over and over. This was not the cleanest no, game. It wasn't clean at all. But when you needed to make plays, you made them. Look, dude, they got belief. They have belief because there's so many guys that can make plays now. They know Miles has a sack and a half. Yeah. Miles is, you know, now the seventh, congratulations to him, the seventh player in NFL history to have six straight seasons with double digit sacks. But Think about who made the play that led to the defensive touchdown. Oba Okoronkwo, who's been great this season. Yep. And then G. Newsom finally gets that pick to, and takes it a, a house call, which is just awesome. This There is belief because there are so many different playmakers. And we've gone this far. We haven't even acknowledged Jerome Ford and what he Man, did. Incredible. 17 carries, 107 yards. How about the, the 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 play where the entire team shoves him for another eight well, that's yards? In the I mean, final that's, drive. That's in the that's oral unbelievable. history of the final drive. Oral history of the final yeah, drive. The scrum. Look, man, this is sweet, and but it's not. Here's the thing, it's not fluky. No, no, no. At all. This it was is fluky this is, that it was. You were in these positions. Correct. This this was a this was not clean. It wasn't crisp. You didn't do. You did not play perfectly. In fact, far from it. You put yourself in tough positions over and over and over again, and you beat your third team this season that I think can win the Super Bowl. What does that say about you? Now it's time to stack them. you got Pittsburgh here on Sunday. We'll have a lot to get into on that one. Um, But there is real belief and toughness in this team, and that's going to travel, my friend, a long, long ways. Yes, and you've won now four of your last five games. You talk about stacking it, you've done that, and you've beaten in that stretch the Niners, you beat the Colts, you beat the Arizona Cardinals, and and handled them the way that you should have as a good team. And, by the way, Kyler looks really good for them. Yeah. Yeah, that was was an easy one. Easy one. Yeah. Um, And then you go into Baltimore and you win a game in this fashion. It's galvanizing because it, it solidifies everything you thought this team could be. And we talked about, you know, the defense and the floor, and it's very good. And this defense actually played better than the number of points that were allowed would, would actually indicate. They have a couple of chunk plays early, but they really settled down in the second half. And, in fact, in the fourth quarter, the Ravens did not move the ball more than 10 yards. And on the short field after the muff, they deserved – to get off the field, not once, but twice. twice. And, and really, the second time was, was an interception. Yeah, McLeod picked it. Yeah. No, it was twice. Yeah. It's like, what now? And you, you get see him in third down, you stop him, and it's like, oh, really? It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ridiculous.
ridiculous, but you overcame it. And so you have the belief that no matter what is going on, yep. you have a chance to come back and win. And no matter who the opponent is, it doesn't matter. No. This is the Ravens. They had been smushing people. The Ravens had not trailed against a team with a winning record for 60, 120, 180, 230, 239 minutes yep. and 56 seconds or whatever it is. Yep. Until they did trail. Until they did. Victory tastes pretty sweet on this Victory Monday. Uh, lots to get to. We'll do the oral history of the final drive. That'll be a lot of fun. You're going to hear from Coach coming up next. The Joe Thomas half hour of the program. You can bet the Hoff is chesty and ready to go. We're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet. Sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. It's almost here. The Knicks anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks' biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. Jackson out of the shotgun. Blitz is coming from the near side. Jackson sets up in the pocket. Steps up now, and he's sandwiched down at the 46-yard line. Well, they're going to get J-O-K for that sack, but he was helped out by his teammates who flushed Jackson inside. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Be sure to visit the Sugardale Bacon Boulevard and Bud Light Beer Garden on Dog Pound Drive before Sunday's game against the Steelers. Located on the south side of Cleveland Browns Stadium, this week's edition of Dog Pound Drive will feature live band, beer garden, exciting Sugardale Bacon food options, bacon and beer opens at 10 a.m. Let's head to the podium. Hold on a second. Oh, what, hold on. What do you got? Uno, did you edit that rejoin? Mm-hmm. On Air Light would be helpful for you, but that's not your yeah, fault. Yeah, I need like one you. of those too. Um, no, the rejoin is directly from... Who did this one just right now? No, just the, the clip of, from the game of the sack. That was from our friends at ESPN 850 Cleveland. Mm. Did they cut something great that you set out? Well, they made it sound like it was just JOK's sack. That was actually JOK and Miles Garrett, which I pointed out after that, which is the Post-taste. sack that actually put Miles Garrett into being one of the seven players in NFL history to have... Ten or more sacks in six consecutive seasons. So that was actually like a big. It was a that was a big monumental, moment. right? And it just sounded like a JOK sack. Yeah, but there was there was more to it. There, there was, was more to that's it. What I was like, right, Uno, you're off the hook. You're off the hook for now, Uno. Uh, let's go to the podium stock now. is still high. It's Kevin Stefanski. Okay, uh, injury front. I don't really have updates just yet. Okay, so th- those are pending. Uh, on the film, you know, just what you what you saw live. Uh, guys battled. Knew it was going to be a sixty minute game, and it was. Uh, really some standout performances, uh, offense, defense, and special teams, some big plays, uh, plays that we needed to make. We made them. 
wasn't perfect, uh, plenty to clean up, and that's what today is about. Uh, and then we'll we'll turn the page and we're on to Pittsburgh. You know, two six and three football teams, two AFC North teams. So excited about the opportunity. But with that, I'll take any questions. The offensive line yesterday, you know, being down two tackles and just the way they were able to to pull together as a group. Can you just speak to that that effort? Yeah, you know, I thought they by and large played really well. Uh, again, there's always things to clean up. We, we had four sacks, really. One was on a quick, one was on an RPO, one was on a bad call by me on third and two. Uh, so it was really, I just thought those guys battled like crazy. Uh, that's a very, very good front leading the league in sacks. They run a ton of games. They run them well. Uh, so I thought those guys were in tune in the pass game. And then the run game, uh, again, a, a very stout front. Uh, wasn't easy, wasn't always pretty, but uh, made some big plays in there. And I know you enjoyed the uh, the kind of the cluster play there around Jerome at the end. Do you think, not to make too much of it, Kevin, but in some ways does that kind of symbolize what this season's been for you guys, just kind of pushing forward? You can write it, Tom. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I just – I like effort plays. Uh, we, we coach effort. We talk about effort. We talked about that game was going to require a 60-minute effort. Uh, and to see all those guys, especially Elijah, um, in the back, uh, his teammates got a kick out of that one. Kevin, you mentioned some of that effort, uh, and we saw it again – on Sunday with uh, David Ajoku and the, his catches and the, and the yards he gets afterwards. What can you say about the effort that he puts into those and what does that do for his teammates around him when they see him push so hard for those extra yards? Yeah, D Dave's a great leader for this football team. Uh, he leads by action. He, he leads by words. He's so positive on game day uh, in the huddle on the sideline. Uh, he, he was very upset with himself early with a drop, uh, but he, he made up for it, uh, you know, it's no secret. He's a very, very good football player for us. We're looking to find ways to get him the football. Kevin, I wanted to ask you about the the ability to bounce back from mistakes. You know, uh, Deshaun with that pick six on the second play, uh, Prochet has uh, the muffed punt, some inopportune penalties. But, you know, how are you guys, uh, have you been able to overcome uh, mistakes uh, to pull out wins like you did yesterday? Yeah, Daryl, I just think it, nobody's perfect. Uh, guys are going to make mistakes. I know I make them. Uh, you just can't dwell on them. You have to move on. And I think that was very early on we had to do that. We, we put ourselves in a hole. You know, credit to them. Uh, obviously, they, they've started fast in, in a bunch of games, and certainly at home they've done that. Uh, that was not our intention to get behind early, and, and we did. But uh, I never sensed from our players. I never sensed from our coaches uh, really anything uh, where they were concerned uh, about what was coming next. They just knew that we had to just hunker down and do our job. But uh, that's what the team, I think that's what the leaders on the football team kind of uh, set forth. Uh, they set that leadership example. And the impact of Dustin Hopkins. Um, he's made a lot of big kicks for you in the first half uh, of this season. Obviously, when you guys acquired him, you were very confident and excited to bring him in. But could you just touch on just the tremendous impact he's had. And then of course, yesterday he misses that PAT, but hits the game winner when you need it at most. Yeah, he's been reliable. Uh, he's a trustworthy guy. He he works very hard at his craft. Um, you know, nice having a veteran that, that you, you, we, he, we trust him. He knows that we trust him. Uh, so really just a trustworthy guy that you know is going to do his job. Kevin uh, Watson said after the game that the first half, he thought the, the offense was pressing to make up that early deficit too much. And it just happened that in the second half, you had a lot of long, longer drives, possession drives. 
So was there an acknowledgement at halftime that you guys needed to perhaps control the ball a little bit more to settle things down? Not, not from my perspective. I can certainly understand, you know, him feeling that way. But uh, sometimes you take some shots early in the game and you don't hit them. Uh, but you got to kind of do that throughout the game and, and make sure you're making yourself hard to defend. You've you got to run by the corners every once in a while. And, and we didn't come up with uh, some big passes necessarily. But, uh, you know, the focus was to to stay on the field and, and come back with points. Now, we weren't very good in the red zone, uh, you know, and I'll take responsibility for that. We need to turn those field goals into sevens. Uh, but by and large, we, we settled in. Guys did their job. Uh, and and we're, we were good on third downs, and that was the ability to stay on the field. Wanted to ask about Mike Ford and just the timeliness of that pick to get it when he does, knowing like the Ravens in that situation had a chance to double dip there. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, he, you know, he played really well for us. He battled, uh, played inside, played outside, played special teams, got that interception. Like you mentioned, they have a great kicker, so kept them out of getting to midfield and potentially trying a long one. Uh, so uh, re really pleased with, with the effort that Mike had yesterday. And I mean, just looking at a guy like him, he's a veteran. He, he seems like he's stepped into a sort of leadership role on this team. What does a guy like that who you know makes plays on special teams can step in on defense into a new role and still make plays? What does he do for like the chemistry of the defense, the team, all that stuff? Yeah, Mike does a great job during the week, uh, during the games, brings great energy to the team, uh, plays a style uh, that really fits us. He, he He's relentless in, in everything he does. I think you see that on a bunch of his special teams reps, and then certainly on defense, uh, you saw he plays with physicality as well. Hey, Kevin, you and some of the guys mentioned who plays harder, longer, was going to be the team that won yesterday. Um, why was that a theme for you last week? Just felt, you know, those – division games uh playing against a very good football team we knew it was going to be a 60 minute game uh it, it just is when you're playing in this division and, and playing at their place and the physicality that was going to be required so uh just felt like th that was uh our mindset for that week hey kevin you know playing in this division and the physicality and the toughness you talked about but how satisfying was it take the ball with five minutes to go and not turn it back and give lamar jackson or justin tucker a chance to win the game for them yeah, I mean, it was huge. And, and obviously that ball was on the ground there after a, a strip sack and, and Wyatt made as big a play as there was in the game to get on it. Uh, we overcame a false start in that drive. We overcame that sack uh, fumble recovery to hit a big one to Amari the next play. So we got to a third and two and, and Jerome came squirting out of there. So uh, I think it just that drive was indicative of the game. You had to overcome some things uh, and really had to just focus on the next play. Hey, Kevin, can you talk about how you and Stump uh, the way you guys use Jerome and, and Kareem, they just seem to blend so well together. Yeah, well, I think credit goes to Stump. Credit goes to the players. Uh, Stump does a great job of understanding the, their roles, understanding the game, understanding the plays and what's required in, in those given plays. Uh, you know, I, I really think keeping both those guys fresh and, and getting Pierre back helps as well. Uh, you know, it's a 60 minute football game. It's a long season. So we're always trying to keep those guys uh, fresh, but uh, they have, they all, all the running backs have a great understanding of what we're doing. And I think Stump does a nice job on game day of, of uh, going with the guy in the given moment. Uh, yeah, Kevin, now, obviously you have another one of these uh, tough physical AFC North games coming up again on Sunday. Uh, how is it, uh, you know, how do you feel that Deshaun is uniquely suited 
uh, to handle these these tough games that come down to the wire and it's never say die. Why, you know, why is he sort of built for this? Yeah, you know, kind of talked about it yesterday, Mary Kay. Uh, he, he's played in a lot of big games in, in his life, high school, college pros. Uh, he knows what's required of him. Uh, so I don't think there's – I think he looks forward to all these games on the schedule. Um, but, and we know what it means when you're playing an AFC North opponent. We know what that entails. We know uh, what's required, how physical it's going to be, those type of things. I think uh, Deshaun, like all of our players, are, are excited about that opportunity. There you go, Coach Stefanski at the podium. Join Z and Gerard Thursday night, 7 to 8. Kevin Stefanski's show live from Grayton Road Tavern in Cleveland. The guy's going to get you ready for the Browns and the Steelers with a visit from one of our victorious players. Coming up next, the great clips, clips of the game. Go over some of those injury reports. Uh, we've got to do the oral history of the final drive as well. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, so this will be a 28-yard field goal attempt from the near hash mark. Hopkins ready to go. Good snap, good hole. Kick is on its way from left to right, and the kick is good. And it's now 17-6. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Pet Supplies Plus is giving you the chance to win tickets to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pet at 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter win tickets at clevelandbrowns.com slash petsuppliesplus. Receive a coupon to use your local Pet Supplies Plus as well with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus is a plowed partner. Plowed partner? Proud partner. It's a lot of, <laughs> it's just a lot of Look at that. It's, <laughs> it got it's you, it got one, you. two, yeah. three, four, five, so, and seven, three. The Plies Plus. The Plies yeah. Plus. Yeah. It's so much. Um, anyway, you can get that done. You're All a right. huge B, though. Let's go to the great, great clips, great clip of the game presented by Great Clips. You guys it's see gonna, Bugsy? You remember Bugsy? Do you remember Bugsy, the movie with Warren Beatty? Yes. Oh, yeah. 20 Dwarves, and he does the, the thing with the – and he kept saying it over. That's what I feel like when I got to do that read. Um, here is the great clip of the week. It's Greg Newsom. Clock winds under eight and a half to play here in the fourth quarter. Jackson adjusts his wristbands as he settles into the shotgun. Takes the snap, looks to his right. Ball is swatted high in the air, and it is intercepted by the Browns. Greg Newsom along the sidelines into the end zone. Touchdown Cleveland, 33 yards off the deflection at the line of scrimmage. No penalty flags. It's not the great <laughs> clips call Anzagura's analysis. Although maybe it should. Why not? Maybe I'm on be. this show. <laughs> maybe it should. <laughs> like, you, like, are you feeling? Do you feel like you're being neutered? Matt Lowe, all over again. Matt freezing Lowe. me out. <laughs> freezing you out. Stand in the corner. I'm open. I'm open. Yeah. Eh, yeah. We'll go over there. Kept me from playing for Lute Olson. Um, Just knocking down threes <laughs> in the corner. I'm gonna give you the ball. Can't score if you don't have the ball. <laughs> it's true. So Damon Sotomayor hitting you over and over again. Oh yeah, me, Damon, Khalid Reeves would have been what a team. What a team. I that was the English version. Would you like the Spanish yes, version? Compliments yes, of our yes, friend Octavio. Yes. Oh, let's go. Oh. On the La Mega Radio Network. Oh, cuidado el pase bloqueado. Y la toma. Allá va corriendo, va corriendo, sigue corriendo. Intercepción Desde el estadio, desde el estadio, 
lo que acaba de hacer Greg Newsom segundo es un milagro. That's awesome. I mean, the cackling in the middle is amazing. There's a joy that. to that. <laughs> there's a joy to that. So good. This should be joyous. It should be. That's Beautiful. awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Beautiful. Um, all right, we we heard from Coach. Let should we go through like? I guess we won't know anything officially injury wise, but just kind of a feeling of of where do we stand? We want to do that now. Uh, if you'd like, we had some guys go out, and then we'll do the oral history. Oh, baby! Uh, we had Denzel Ward go out with the neck. Juan Thornhill, uh, coach, said that he wouldn't wasn't going to comment on any of that yet because they just uh, still don't know. Sure. And then the other thing we're dealing with is Deshaun uh, because you have an ankle involved there, and he played through it and was great. Yeah, and he said in the post game, he's like, "I'm going. I will be out there on Sunday." Yeah, that solves that. That solves that. Yeah. All right, let's do the oral history. Final drive. All right. So I, I had a blast rewatching this this morning. I watched each play probably like twenty times. It was really really fun. But let's. How did we get here? So we get the Greg Newsom picks, which you just heard that call, and then the Ravens get the ball back. After that, up third with a chance, really eight minutes and sixteen seconds left, a chance really to kind of run this thing out. So they go first down, Gus Edwards for two yards. Second down, incomplete. Third down, you almost had him. They get Zay Flowers, and he just gets across for a first down. Then Jackson to Aguilar, incomplete. Jackson left guard for one yard, Zadarius Smith, and that play was a game saver by Zadarius Smith because if Lamar Jackson had gotten through that hole, he might still be running. Yep. Zadarius had an unbelievable game. He was unmerged. Yeah, he was. Third down, they get a delay a game, which we were quite fortunate because Zadarius actually should get an assist for that because he yep. laid in their huddle for about 20 seconds. And then on third and 14, Lamar scrambles. We did a great job. Zadarius, again, was the one who clipped his ankle, and they punted it into the end zone. Look at this. Ladies and Look gentlemen. No, no. Oh, oh, he just no. Steady. oh, a little bit up. Come a little on, a little bit up. Come oh. on. A little bit. Gorgeous little blue bit. suit. Yeah. Jeez. No, a loafer that ends in an A with a white uh, soul. That's, gorgeous. That's, that's a, that's a gorgeous. swag of consequence. That's Victory Monday swag right there. Yeah, but you'll notice. Not overly Subdued. boisterous. Subdued. No, it was no. expected, boys. We're running a business. Let me tell you something. He was excited after the game. I bet he was. I can tell yeah, you that. I, that's a source me. Source you? Yeah. Yes. Source me. Yeah. So All then right. we get the punt. So here we go. First where down. Do we, where do we have the ball? We What's are on our artist? own twenty with four minutes and fifty-five seconds. I remember to thinking go. when we had it, four-minute drive, perfect. Four-minute drive. We practice these all the time. And now, what's a, a little bit more than that is that you have they the Ravens. They still had timeouts, so the Ravens had two timeouts here, as did the Cleveland Browns. Two timeouts apiece. Mm -hmm. So four-minute drive. You really need a six-minute drive. First down, Browns come out. Their own 20. They line up. James Hudson falls start. Mm -hmm. So now you're at first and 15. You're behind the sticks. You're saying to yourself, that's not a great way to start a drive. Not ideal. Not ideal. Well, second down. You get it out to Chief quickly. Splits two Ravens. All of a sudden, he gets 11 yards. So now you've got, or he gets, I'm sorry, he gets 14 yards. He had 11 yards yak on that, that one. Third and one, we go to the sneak variation. Remember, we'd snuck it earlier with Harrison Bryant. Yep. So this time we have Harrison Bryant come in. Or, then he gets out. And you can see Ravens being like, they all think the play's going right. Quick snap to Deshaun Watson. Throw out to Jerome Ford. Now, Patrick Queen did a great job of seeing it and getting out there and limiting it to a, a reasonable gain. Yep. I think Jerome Ford on that third and one ends up getting just two yards. Guess what? Needed one. First down, Browns. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the hidden play within the game. First and 10 now, Browns 31, 
and you were saying, Jaron Christian, haven't called his name. No. Has played pretty darn well. This is where it mattered. Mm-hmm. Dafe Owe beats him around the edge. Ball is out. Mm-hmm. Wyatt Teller, Superman Jeez. dive, gets the ball. Because that's one of those ones where you dive on and then it, it, it squirts out. Yeah, for sure. No, Wyatt gets it. But now you're at second and 19 back on your own 22. And this is the throw that, to me, said everything you need to know about why Deshaun Watson was brought here. Second and 19, you get a quarter's coverage from the Ravens. He runs at the middle deep quarter, middle right deep quarter, and then hits a hitch. But they are all over him, in his back pocket, on his back. And he throws this ball low and to the right, away from the defender that, quite frankly, Rocky Sin is being worn as a cape by Amari Cooper. That's Mm -hmm. how good the coverage is. And throws it right down there. Amari gets it for 17 yards, gets you back to third and two. Two Two-minute warning happens after this play. So we went from 455 to to the two-minute warning, and we're only now at our own 39. That's right. So 19 yards. Third and two. Shotgun. Inside handoff to Jerome Ford. Up the middle, he gets six yards there behind a Posick-Petonio double team. Then first and ten. This may have been the biggest play here. Watson scrambles left to the Baltimore 39 for 16 yards where he's hit. My dad was very upset with this. Patrick Quinn tried to punch him in the face dirty. Upon review, trying to punch the ball out made sense. But my dad was convinced he tried to. I said, Dad, you really think he tried to punch him in the helmet? (laughs) He's wearing a helmet. Dirt. It was dirty, but I did watch it back. I could see why it would look like that if you only saw the TV copy, but from behind, to give my dad certainly the benefit of the doubt here. So he goes there for 16 yards. Now, remember, he's injured on the play. So if you want him to stay in the game, you have to take a timeout, even though he got out of bounds. Yep. So the Browns take a timeout, but those 16 yards now gets you to the Baltimore 39. Then this sequence. I mean, think about how good these four plays were. 17 yards of Mari on second and 19. Six yards by Jerome Ford on third and two, running hard. And he played great. Third, then third play would be the Watson scramble for 16, where on that play, third and 16, where's my notes here? He felt there was an unblocked blitzer off the right. He yep. felt it immediately. The top of his drop took off. Gets into a little bit of space, but Kyle Van Noy was waiting for him. Gave a little pump fake that, that held him a second. Gets out of Van Noy's tackle and then is able to get the 16 yards. So, so many things went well on that one. The next play is the infamous. No, I'm saying infamous. That's El Guapo. It's the famous. Famous. Scrum run. It's unbelievable. You give it to Jerome Ford. This is first down at the Ravens 39. His first contact where he gets the head up stand up is at the 34 yard lines of the Ravens. Watson is pumping behind the scenes. The end zone view is great. Little Elijah Moore is in there, churning his legs. Tillman's in there. Chiefs in there. Hudson. Batonio sees. He joins the fracas. Posick, Christian, all of them. Everybody. Wyatt. Boom. Pushing. They push the entire team. And I thought this was hilarious. Clowney had a good game. He's the only guy who's not involved in this other than Watson. And you see him kind of run by the side, like looking at it. <laughs> like, are we on sure the table. Like, going to get in this? Ah, ah. This one out. We get down to the 27. That was a 12-yard run with seven yards of scrum. Yep. Where we just said, we are the more physical team. We own you. And Chief had kind of set that earlier. You get a run right. You get another run right by Kareem Hunt for five yards. And then I had noted on the broadcast, he wants to be on the left hash. 
Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised second down didn't go left, but maybe that's what they were thinking, and they were able to get five yards. Third down, Watson kneels it, gets left, and then you make it. But that second and those four plays, second and 17, run for six on third and two, the scramble for 16, and then a run for 12. Those four plays, when you had to have them, were executed at such a high level by so many different people, quarterback and receiver, running back and offensive line, quarterback really making an unreal play on his own, Yep. and then you know the offensive line getting it done, and then D-hop, boom, right down the middle. Did you see his quote after the game? No, what did he say? He said, I felt like an arsonist who put out the fire I started and then was like hailed as a hero. <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy. I love that guy, man. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, that's a good job out of you. Thank I really you. enjoyed it was, that. It's that was fun, fun watching it, and and I, when we're doing X's and Joes this week with with the half, I I hope we get in there. Like that scrum run has so much on it because it the scrum was the second part, but the reason he went, I mentioned he got five yards without taking contact. It was kind of a trap where they let Clowney in, and then well, wham block from Batonio coming from left guard around to the yeah. right side, and that there was a mountain of a hole because of that yeah that's what allowed for it unbelievable stuff obm the provider of copiers and document services with cleveland browns they'll tackle any size office the number 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com i want to tell you one other thing and that is that in the second half we did stay under center some but we became much more of a shotgun team and that's what our quarterback is the most comfortable in our shotgun was our best shotgun running that we've had all year. 24 carries, 147 yards, 6.1 yards a carry from the shotgun. Under center, 12 for 31, 2.6. That's skewed a little bit by sneaks yeah, and yeah, by yeah. the kneel at the end and running when they it looked we were right. going to. But our shotgun run game, which was involving counters, tosses, pullers, zone. How about that one where he fake toss it to himself and then Cedric Tillman on the backside crush of Benoy? Oh, my God. It's amazing. It was amazing. And that could have been... That could have been a big play. Yeah. Just missed a big play. On Just missed one. it. Hoff up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Jackson out of the shotgun. Three receivers left. Takes the snap, drops back to pass, throws to his right, and it's intercepted. It's Mike Ford inside the numbers to the 45. He sits down at the logo at the 48-yard line. Mike Ford filling in for Denzel Ward, and that is his first career interception. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans, Express Beer presented by Bud Light brings the same facial authentication technology to Express. All right. Uh, to beer All purchases right. in the stadium, dedicated Express Beer stands are the fastest way to get a beer in Cleveland Browns Stadium. If you're 21 or over, go to the Tickets tab in the Browns mobile app to learn more. The Joe Thomas Half Hour coming up here shortly. Uh, go ahead. What do we have? Shout out, shout out to David. He said, at Bo, at Nathan, at Browns underscore daily, enjoying Victory Monday on every level. And he's got us oh. on. And he's got, this is going to be one of those. Look at oh, that. He's got us in Blands. I mean, oh. how about it? There yeah, it hold is. that up so you can get the picture goes. of his tweet through us. Yeah, that's like, like yeah. there's a lot going on. There's there. a lot, a lot happening. That's great. Good for him. I got to tell you, Bland's at one o'clock on a Monday. He's like, getting after it. I mean, it's gotta, a, if you're going to do it, that's a good way to do it. But that's getting after it. Yeah, right. absolutely. We have the Joe Thomas half hour. The Hoff joins us now. Are you in the uh, the golden smoking jacket by chance, Hoff? 
not currently, but uh, I guess we could always make an exception. Maybe I have to go fire it up here after I get off with you, fine gentlemen. I mean, you called Browns by a billion in it. I feel like you need to make every prognostication in it so from too. now till the end of time. <laughs> hey, done, done. It's a deal. It's a deal, Joe. This was what was cool. Nathan and I were talking about this, and we were talking about it on a group text exchange uh, this morning. Um, we weren't clean. We didn't play perfect. We shot ourselves in the foot over and over and over again, and yet somehow win, and it's not fluky at all. How do you make sense of what happened yesterday in Baltimore? Yeah, the only way you can make sense of that is you say, this is a really good team. We have a loaded roster. You've got the best defense in the NFL. You've got a dominant running game, which is super impressive to think that we're down our literally our top three tackles, which for most people that don't really pay attention to the details, like when you go into a season, for the most part, you only have three tackles on your roster. You've got your two starters. And then you've got your swing guy that can come in. Uh, and then maybe you've got one more guy who's a practice squad guy or he's, he's a backup, but he doesn't usually dress because you never dress more than, you know, two tackles and one backup. So right now your two starting tackles are guys that in a yep. normal situation wouldn't even be dressing for a normal game. Um, and so to be able to have a dominant rushing performance this week and, you know, you've had in weeks past since you lost Nick Chubb, that's really impressive. And so you put all those things together and, um, even when you do some of the boneheaded stuff that we did, like fumble the ball when you're uh, on the 11-yard line with in the shadow of your own goal line, down seven already, like it's impossible to win in that situation when there's like five minutes left in the game, but they're able to overcome it. I think that speaks to maybe the calm and the character of this team where it doesn't really matter what the score is. They stay focused and they believe in themselves. And I think that's really my big takeaway from this game is the belief that this team now has in themselves that they can conquer the world and they can take on anybody. Yeah, and that belief was galvanized by the outcome, by the fact that they were able to overcome incredible adversity, some of which was, as you pointed out, self-inflicted there. You've played many games against the Baltimore Ravens, and I know that you probably did not have as much success as you wanted. But one of the things that kind of had been the staple of this rivalry if you will call it is that the Ravens were the more physical team and the mm -hmm. Ravens would often impose their will on the Browns and I thought David Ajoku when he carried Geno Stone like a little baby in a Bjorn <laughs> down for 13 yards of yak and I thought the way that and the you know the dog pile or the Browns scrum whatever even though it was told scrum's not accurate the dog pile run I felt like the Browns imposed their will and made a definitive statement that they were the more physical team. What does that do for this team, and what does that do even to the psyche of the Ravens when they know they have to come tangle with the Cleveland Browns potentially again in January? Yeah, I think it, it's the same thing I just said. Like It builds confidence and a belief in yourself, which is so important because when you're going to go play them again, uh, potentially in the playoffs, or maybe they come to you in the playoffs, depending on how the season ends up, you're always going to have that thought in your back of your mind, like, hey, it doesn't matter what happens, we're going to find a way to win. And I think that does two things. One, it breeds an incredible focus during preparation. Like, hey, man, I know this is our game to win, so I don't want to be the one that screws it up. Like, when my number is called, I want to be ready. So you get a much better buy-in, I think, during the week, during that preparation period. Uh, and then on game day, when something bad happens, which they always do, there's always some, uh, some bumps in the road when you're playing big games, playoff games, or 
when you're in that fourth quarter and everybody's looking at each other in the huddle saying, yeah, we got this. Because we believe it. Yeah, we've been here before, guys. We know what we need to do. And, hey, remember last time we played these guys? They bent over for us. They gave up. They spit the bit, right? That's exactly what they're going to do right now. And, like, that builds some energy and excitement in a situation where sometimes, you know, the momentum's not really in your favor and things aren't going your way. And you got to kind of create that spark in your mind first before it happens on the field. You know, Joe, this was um, – wins are hard to come by in the National Football League no matter what. Um, and so no matter what this looked like to get a win out of Baltimore, we're, we're having a victory Monday, we're chesty, we're all those things. But for Deshaun Watson to go 14-14 of 14 in the second half after the first half that he had and, and to kind of have his signature moment as a Cleveland Brown, to me, to me makes this almost doubly as important. What did you make of the way that he played coming out in the second half, and did you think that it was critical that he had a half like that sooner rather than later, quite frankly? Yeah, I think it was critical because we've been talking about this kind of on the side. Like, you know, this team, top to bottom roster-wise, it's set up with a championship roster. Like, we know that we can play with anybody. And you're going to be able to beat a lot of teams in the NFL without your quarterback playing at his best. Uh, but when you do start playing teams like the Ravens, you know, when you're going down the stretch and you're playing the better teams in the NFL, and then when you get to the playoffs, you need the Houston Texans version of Deshaun Watson if you want to realize the dream of making a long playoff run. And that's what we saw. And I think seeing that in the second half, especially after not – seeing it consistently throughout the season and then having a lot of questions about the shoulder. You know, there, there was a lot of conversations nationally about, Hey, you know, Kevin Stavansky says he was cleared. He didn't play. You know, is that because he's trying to protect himself and the wins aren't as important now as they were when he was a younger player in Houston, when he was playing uh, through all sorts of injuries and he was putting his, his body on the line. And I think just to see him, win in the fashion that he did in the second half where you were like, yeah, man, he's back. This is the Deshaun that we want. We signed. Uh, this is the guy we wanted to see um, when we brought him here. And also to be able to do it, scrambling, extending plays with his legs, taking some big hits with the banged up ankle, going and going to the locker room, coming back out. Like to me, I think that really proved a lot to his teammates on where his priorities are and how his priorities are, the highest priority is winning a Super Bowl, is being part of a championship. Um, even though he got his money, like it, that doesn't matter. It's all about winning. He's focused on doing whatever it takes to win. He's willing to put, put his body on the line. Oh, and by the way, I'm back too. So I think it was just the perfect half. You couldn't have scripted it any better to learn the things about Deshaun Watson that we learned uh, and where he is as far as, uh, as a quarterback where he is mentally and you were talking about it with, with me this morning and how you could see it in the locker room. You could see it yeah. as the guys are getting on the bus, how much belief and excitement they had in their quarterback, how much they love watching what he did in that second half. They certainly did. And Deshaun Watson was spectacular. And I thought the throw he made on second and 19 on the final drive after the sack strip fumble, that could have been disastrous. The Browns, you know, get another shot, and he throws an absolute laser 17 yards into very tight coverage to Amari Cooper. I thought that was just your – and then the run of 16 yards. That four-play sequence where you had the deep one, you had the Jerome Ford, you had Watson scramble, and then Ford in the big Cleveland dog pile scrum. You know, that was an unbelievable four-play sequence. But Watson, I thought, superb. I mean, you can't be – 
Can't be any better than 14 for 14, and that was great. Now, it also felt like as the game went on, his tackles did a better job. We know Christian, other than that one play, I hadn't called his name on the broadcast. What did you make of those guys going in against a team that led the league in sacks, that has a lot of blitz packages, but a lot of TE stunts that require that communication? And the Browns, for the most part, handled it really, really well, Hoff. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought they handled the stunts really well. I thought they identified the blitzes really well, which that's something that's really challenging when you are kind of running with your backup tackles because they're not used to seeing the stuff quite as quickly. They might have their head inside because they're waiting to hear what their guard is telling them where to go. You know, they're they're wondering what the center's point is going to be. And when you've got good pass rushes on the edge, it's tough because you want to see your guy. You want to make sure you're picking up on any tips he's giving you from his alignment, uh, his demeanor, you know, which hand is down, if he's standing up. You're trying to pick up all those little tendencies and all those little things. You're trying to figure out, all right, what type of pass or smooth are you going to give to me? But at the same time, I'm trying to make sure I know within the context of the protection scheme, like, hey, who's coming with me? Do I have help with my guards? Am I having a tight end that's going to come over and chip with me? Like, those all change your set and where your angle is and where your help is. And also, by the way, okay, if the center's point changes someplace, like, I don't even block the defensive end anymore. i got to look inside and try to figure out I got to block the most dangerous between him and the no, the linebacker, and sometimes I got to leave that guy. So there's so many things that are happening at once that you get really concerned with when you are playing a high end pass rushing team like the Ravens. That uh, those guys with little experience or no experience did a really good job, and they were all on the same page. Uh, and I think that built confidence for Deshaun, knowing that hey, for the most part, these guys are on it, even though. You know, my edges are, are not the guys I expected or hoped that they would be. They're doing a really good job and feeling like to be confident in that pocket, I think, has to be huge as he was growing in his own confidence during that game. So J. Ron Christian was signed on Halloween mm-hmm. onto the practice squad. He then play was elevated to the active roster, I think, last Monday when it was announced that Jed Wills was going on IR. Tell people, because I, I don't have no concept of what the answer to this question could be, how much did he know about our offense? How much could he have possibly known? I mean, I know he had recently played for Houston one game this year, had 16 starts. He's been in the league for a while, you know, 49 games. But how much could he have possibly known, and how much do you think that altered what was able to be in the playbook in this game against the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, unfortunately, I don't know as much about his background as maybe I should, but I mean, I, I don't know. He's not exactly a household name in the NFL. Um, and he really probably doesn't know a whole lot about our offense unless, and I don't even know, to be honest, does he have any history with Callahan? Did he have any history with the No, he'd just been with he Houston. He'd been with Houston. Washington drafted him. So maybe in 2018, if Callahan was still there, that actually could be one. Yeah. He's played most of his career with uh, the Houston Texans. Well, almost regardless of that. I mean, he's only been here for a week. Yeah, he's only been here. Almost regardless of that, one thing that we saw, and there, there's a, a play going around of, of Wyatt helping out on one of those. I mean, it was Hudson and Christian. Like, that. that's Joel and Wyatt having to really lift those guys up, and we saw that time and time again in the game on Sunday, Joe. Yeah, it was awesome. And, and that is one of the big benefits of having Joel, having Wyatt, um, in there because even though you do have two new tackles, like they can communicate to you in whatever language you speak, which it sounds funny, but it's, it is like United Nations there on the offensive line. Like 
if, for instance, a guy who's in the Hall of Fame five years after he retires had to go in there and play tackle for a game, I don't speak the language that those guys are speaking right now because their line calls are different than when I was there. Their protection calls are different. The play calls are different. But if you've played in the NFL, you've had something that's similar. And so for Joel being in as many systems that he's been in, it would be easy for him to talk to uh, Christian and say, hey, look, what system were you in? What was your terminology? I'll speak in your language today, right? Because Joel, he speaks in many tongues. He's like one of these guys from the Bible. (laughs) He can talk in whatever language you need to talk in. The guy's a genius. He's played in a zillion systems. The benefit of playing for a lot of bad teams, he had a lot of offenses, right? And he can help him with that and be like, hey, all right, you just listen to me. I'll say everything you need to do, right? And having a guy like that, that's invaluable, right? Because then you you are able to put a guy in there who maybe you feel comfortable, more comfortable with his skill set, but you're not sure that he's going to be able to pick up the game versus just elevating a guy that you have maybe from our practice squad who you're like, hey, he knows offense, but we're pretty worried if he's got to go one-on-one blocking anybody today. Just so we're clear, the next time we see Joel, yeah. I'm going to read that back to him yeah. as a quote from the Hoff. He speaks in many tongues. Yeah. He's like one of those guys in the Bible. In the Bible. That's yeah, right. so I, I wrote it down, Hoff. I think I have it verbatim. That That's the first thing we're going to see to Joel the next time that we see him is is that exactly. Um, this was not only was, was all of this fun, it was also critical, right? And now it's about how can you handle success. It's about stacking a win against a Pittsburgh team that won again on Sunday despite having fewer yards than the opposition. They did it again. They're coming here. I know we'll have all week to talk about this game, but but it's 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 now this is what the great ones do. This is what the teams that are Super Bowl contenders do is they take care of business and then they do it again the next week. You get stranglehold of the division if you handle your business because Baltimore plays the second toughest schedule remaining in the league, Hoff. So there's an opportunity here for this team. This is a critical week, right? Yeah, and let's be honest. I hope that these players are as pissed off about Pittsburgh's season as I am. Because, first of all, we let them off the hook in a huge way in yes. that first game. Uh, that was ridiculous. How we should, first of all, never should have even been close. But then at the end of the game, when you're finally getting an opportunity to go win the game, you get screwed by the refs with a non call down the sideline. I think it was Donovan Peoples Jones maybe going for, yep. uh, I think that's who it was. Who just clearly was interfered with opportunity to win the game, but then the, you know, obviously there's like this already biased hatred towards the Steelers, but just to see the team, in my opinion, is not the best team in the world. They don't, their record is way better than it should be, and they keep winning in these just ridiculous manners. And when that happens, I feel like you have to be the police officer, and you have to come in there and you have to stomp them out and let everybody know that these guys are just a bunch of phonies. That this game is massive. Seven and three. Control your own destiny. An opportunity to do that. How? How do you? And you mentioned this earlier, and you kind of alluded to it in one of your comments. But it was a, a central theme in what we talked about in our in our text chain this morning, where you were just dropping half level knowledge on us. But this is the part of the season where you can get some real separation between the good teams and the bad teams, because to as you said, you know when your record starts to shake out and who you are and you know who you are and everybody else knows who you are, your give a damn level can change for some people on a roster. And that can be a good thing because it can make people have a higher give a damn to you point that, you know, you don't want to mess it up, but it can also on other teams have the opposite effect, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Your, 
your gas tanks are changing constantly as your season goes on, as the record starts to change, because the teams like the Browns that are starting to sell, separate themselves, you're starting to elevate. Now you've got the guys that maybe could go either way, right? They're, they're the, the followers on your team, right? Every team's got those guys that just kind of want to follow the crowd, right? If, if they think the team's going to be pretty good, all of a sudden they're studying a little bit more in their playbook, right? They're putting in a little bit more effort because they feel like, hey, it's worthwhile to me, right? If the team's not going to be so good, all of a sudden they're going to start asking that question, yeah, why am I putting in those extra hours? It's not going to matter anyway. You know, we're going to lose. Who cares? I'm going to go home and, you know, go to my kid's birthday party or I'm going to, you know, go and hang out with my buddies and play video games tonight instead of studying my playbook. And so those teams, they, they kind of start separating themselves. You become more of who you actually are in that situation. It's like we talk about old people, like my grandma, Grandma Martini. She's awesome. She grandma Martini. She loves babies so much. And, like, as she's gotten older, she's become even more sweet, like with my kids, her great-grandkids and stuff. But she has, like, zero tolerance for old people, like, even own age. Old people, which is so funny, you know, because you're old. But no, no tolerance <laughs> whatsoever for old people. Like she, And as she's gotten older, it's got even worse. Like, she just gets so irritated with old people that can't hear, they can't listen, they can't remember stuff. And the longer the season goes on, the more – you become of who you are. And that's exactly like when you get older, you just become more of yourself as you get older. Hoff, could you make her, her type of martini? It would be tough because like I said, she has no tolerance for any uh, shenanigans. And if you screw right. up that dirty martini with the right, you know, blue cheese stuffed olive, it's gotta yep. be gin. You got, you know, she's like James Bond, gotta be shaken. Can't stir that thing. Gotta have exactly the right amount of temp, you know, ice cubes. So the temperature is exactly right. I and love it. Wrong, oh man. She's going to read you the riot act and you better bring another one just in case. I love it. <laughs> I love grandma martini. A big grandma. Where martini. does she rank? Cause if, if you're talking babies, martinis, yeah, she can only choose one. What's grandma martinis choosing. Cause your name's not grandma baby. Well, that's the great part about, well, that's the great part about being a grandma. You can have a baby in one arm and a martini in the other. That's so true. you don't have to ever choose between the no two, choices. right? You're allowed yeah, to do uh, those things. Everyone's like, yeah, you're almost dead. You're old. You can do whatever you want now. The, the kids always go back to the parents, too. Like, yeah. you just paratroop in, love on them, and then we'll see Give you away. down the road. Pour me another martini. Has she trained any of the kids to start making martinis? I feel like that's the oh, next step. Oh, just got to yeah. be close. Yeah. 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 She's a stand-up comedian uh, and a, a martini maker. I like it. I, I should bring that up. Hey, hey, Grandma, you want to watch my kids this weekend and teach them how to make your martini? <laughs> That's perfect. That's, That's, a good perfect. That's It'd be great. All right, let's yeah. do some game balls, gentlemen. Uh, Hoff, who gets your game ball on offense? Got to go Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's that's the easy one, but the second half he had, showing the toughness, the grittiness. I think he was 14 for 14, throwing the football. Like, that's exactly who you wanted him to be. He raised the level of everybody around him. He won the game for you. He built all the confidence in the world in himself that had been shaky at this point in the season and also in that locker room and within the fan base. Like, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better second half uh, if you're a Browns fan, and it was all Deshaun Watson. There are a lot of people that are very and worthy. Yet, you and can only choose one. I will only choose one. I will go with the Chief. Because I love him. It was awesome. And he bounced back. He had that drop early, and you're like, ugh. And he comes back from that. And I thought his run over Geno Stone is the one that really kind of set the tone and started kind of the avalanche 
You know that, and then Cedric Tillman gets not a. Uh, you only get MVP. one. You he only doesn't get, get MVP. I got it. I got to give him a shout out. I'm going to right uh, now. Oh, you are. He's getting mine. Oh, okay, Cedric Tillman for the block on Van Noy. I got it pulled up right here. Oh my god! Because it's, this is a rookie. You trade Donovan Peoples Jones to give this kid time. One of the things Donovan Peoples Jones did was block like a machine, and he laid out Kyle Van Noy and was like, "I'm here, man." That was big. That yeah, was big. That was big. I, I had that play pulled up right here. How's that fun, go fun in the play. film session, Hoff, when you get a receiver doing that? Mm, they're getting a lot of love. Somebody's buying him a few drinks at the bar or maybe maybe a dinner or maybe a new video game, depending on how old you are. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's <laughs> when, when you do stuff like that, it, it's pretty cool. And uh, really you're cool definitely going to get a lot of love. It was a really cool touch of Deshaun, too, to throw the ball in the air on the fake. Like, that's such a cool part of that play because as a defender, you see that ball leave their hand and you think he pitched it. And I mean, that's just a cool little wrinkle. We did that in Baltimore with Bake and Freddie Kitchens in late 18 and hit a touchdown to Brashad Perriman, where he remembers it. Was a jet yeah, yeah, yeah. And he put it up in the air and then caught then it. Then caught it and did it. Yeah. You're right. I, that's true. In Baltimore. Boy, that feels like 20,000 years ago, doesn't it? Lifetimes um, ago. All right. Game balls on the defense. Uh, Hoff, who do you got? Miles. I mean,. <laughs> Guys. Ronnie Stanley's a good tackle. He, he's a Pro Bowl guy. But the respect that they were giving Miles, just about the entire game, he was getting chipped, and they were sliding to him. So a lot of times you hear people, you know, in our business, uh, I'm guilty of hyperbole at times. I, I do get uh, dip my toe in the hyperbole pool a little bit. But it's fun. People say, oh, you got to triple team him. You know, Aaron Donald, he's getting triple teamed. You know, T.J. gets triple teamed. There's no triple teams in the NFL. You can't waste three of your offensive players on one no. side. <laughs> However, the closest you'll get to a triple team is when they chip you and then they double team you. So that's like yep. a two-and-a-half team. So not quite the college experience, but it's pretty close. It's almost a triple team, and that's what they were doing to Miles the entire game, and yet he still had a ridiculous amount of sacks. Uh, he had pressure all night, and he was uh, a catalyst for a lot of the great plays that the secondary was making with his pressure and his consistent pressure. I'm going to give mine – I'm going to split it in half and give it two people, and I think my reason's valid because you can't have Greg Newsom's pick six without Oba Okoronkwo, and that play as one earns a game ball for that. me. And we, they, are, they, were, they were a unit. I'll go Z. Sedarius Smith, Smith was incredible in this game as yes. well. This is uh, this is a fun one. And now all attention, and, and we'll talk about it here on the program all week long, this is as big a Sealer game as you've had in a while. You Obviously, you played him in a playoff game a couple of years ago in which we did it in front of Zagura and about 12 family and friends. But this will be a raucous build towards Sunday, Hoff. Uh, this thing's going to be electric. And they are there for the taking. They have been skating by week in and week out, surviving with sorcery and Mike Tomlin. They've um, it's been not... outgained in every game. It still continues. Yeah. Did huh. you see the, the I did. backward pass? I did. How is that out over what I you made? He threw it a yard backwards. It's nuts. Hoff, are you familiar with the, uh, the cinematic classic Tombstone? Oh, baby. Uh, yes. Do you know uh, when do you, are you familiar then with the line? It's not revenge we're after; it's a reckoning. It's a reckoning. That's, right. well, I like that's it. what I. I like that's it. what I think's coming. That's Sunday, what we're buddy. looking for. I love it. I hope so. That would make me so happy. I'm so tired of hearing people talk about the Steelers and you know how great they are and stuff. No, it's time for a reckoning. If that happens, what are you looking for? What does practice need to be like this week for these guys here? 
I, I hope it's extremely focused. And I, and I think that what you want to get out of this week's practice is you want to build on the momentum that Deshaun had in the second half, right? So offensively, I mean, you always want to have good practices, obviously, but like this is a moment right now where Deshaun can really captivate this team. And he's been the leader, but this is his opportunity to really like follow through on what he did last week in the second half and how the teammates were and the coaches were feeling about him after the game where, you know, all of a sudden he can kind of propel himself into a, a different stratosphere as far as a leader goes, as far as uh, how he is in the locker room, as far as the belief that they have in him. And then I think the belief in himself too. Like, yes, there had to have been plenty of self-doubt like in the last couple of years, especially this year, like when he was healthy, not playing well, and gets banged up. And you had to wonder in your own head, like, can I still do this anymore? And all of a sudden now it's going well. And to get that affirmation from his teammate, but we believe in you. We know that you're the same dude, if not better than what we had, uh, what you, we saw in Houston. And I, I think that could really like lift his game beyond even what we saw in the second half. In that second half, half, and I'll get the exact numbers as I'm able to really dive into it, but I felt like we lived in the shotgun, and that's what he is the most comfortable with. But And he was great, but our shotgun running game was great. And I thought it was maybe some of the most varied runs that we had. We had some inside zone. We had some outside zone on those Kyle Shanahan tosses where you get the, the tackle on the, on the front side, gets out in front, kind of loops out, but everybody else is kind of using that horizontal kind of zone move concept we had you know we on the play on the scrum play it was actually and I don't know what you what would you call this they let Clowney come up and Batonio from left guard came all the way across at to wham him so I don't know if it was a trap where you're able to go over two gaps but he came all the way over and whammed him that created that big hole I just thought we had such a varied shotgun run game and we were so effective out of it and Deshaun just seemed more comfortable in the shotgun as well did you notice that and is that what that I feel like that has to be a big part of our identity, in addition to be able to line up and going with Nick Harris and the big guys and just imposing your will. Yeah, Pedro's disappointed. You asked like five questions there, but I'll try to answer a couple of them at least. Uh, <laughs> that play where Joel pulls and kicks out the defensive end, we used to call it stutter. If you run it um, from one back, it's uh, like a power O because it's like the guard has to block out on the defensive end because it's to the yep. weak side. But credit to Kevin Stefanski because um, the reason a lot of teams don't like going in the shotgun is because it really hurts your run game because you immediately reduce the number of runs that you can call uh, because of typically in the shotgun, you've got a back offset one way or the other. Yeah, pistol helps because it gives you the ability to run all your running back runs where the running back, we call it like in the dot, which means it's just straight behind the center and it's yep. not offset. Because as soon as you offset the running back, he can't really go back to the same side he's on unless it's some type of guard pull Toss. team. Because yeah. you can imagine, okay, he's over there. You can run a draw where the quarterback runs it over to him and he's just standing there. Or he can go over to the quarterback, grab it, and try to go back the other direction. But anything that they do going back the same direction that the back is on requires the running back to stop and then start back up after he's already gotten the football. Whereas when you're in the dot, he's running full speed and he's getting the ball handed to him. And now he's got a full speed 
downhill look at all the, the linebackers and all the secondary elements and where the holes are. And that's why the zone schemes work so well is because your running backs running full speed. The linebackers are worried that he's going to outrun them. So they start running harder and then he cuts back because they over pursue. Um, so it's difficult to get a really varied run game when you're in the shotgun all the time. That's why if you guys remember Peyton Manning, when um, he was playing for the Colts, they had like two runs. They would run like inside zone out of the gun and then they would run like a trap play where the guard would pull. But that's like all they had because there's really not that many things that you can do uh, it, from the shotgun like that. And so credit to Kevin Stavansky and those uh, guys on offense, especially the offensive line, for being able to execute a varied run game from the shotgun to give Deshaun what he's most comfortable throwing from, but also to be able to have a, a run game that's tough to defend. So, I mean, I think that's, maybe the evolution that we're seeing this season, whereas Kevin was more of an under center guy uh, before this season and in his history. And to realize, Hey, Deshaun's going to be much better out of the gun. So let's uh, adapt to him because his performance still on the ball is going to determine how far we go in the playoffs. As much as we want to have a great run game, like that's not as important as Deshaun being sharp and running the plays and the concept that he's comfortable with. Huff, you're the best man. Thanks for joining us on a victory Monday. Love it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. All right. That is Joe Thomas of the Joe uh-huh. Thomas Half Hour of the Program. If your game plan for the season includes buying or selling a home, Howard Hanna is going to have the answer, delivering a winning strategy for breaking down the game of real estate. As the market's leaders in Northeast Ohio, more buyers and sellers trust Howard Hanna to be their winning home team. Visit howardhanna.com slash Browns today. Coming up next, the AFC North. Got a little help from a Buckeye on Sunday afternoon. That's coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. It's almost here. The Knicks anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable Nick's wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the Knicks anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at Knicks.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. Live formation with Hunt as the deep man. They hand it off to Hunt, running to his right, hit in the backfield, steps to his left, dives toward the goal line, dives toward the end zone, touchdown Browns! Running to his right, Kareem Hunt. It's 24-15 with 2.20 to play here in the third quarter. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 8.50 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Browns fans, you can enter for a chance to win season tickets for the 2024 season from Sugardale, your local Meyer. Head to browns.com slash contest to enter now, and don't forget to grab Sugardale bacon on your next trip to Meyer. Mr. Z? I just want to take a second to acknowledge. Yeah. I have my pen. You. Okay. And me. All right. Acknowledge. And what we did for people this past weekend scores, because I think we've spent a lot of time on our win, so now let's talk about our 
wins. Yeah, good weekend, I think. Probably pretty good on us. And we've seen some proof of folks that have benefited. Benef- greatly. We got a Christmas great gifts taken care of. We got a trip to Denver that's, now to watch the Browns right. taken right. care of. 12-1, and 11-2 and two Sheesh. through 13. And every game that we were together on. Perfect. Perfect. 10 for 10. Pretty good. It was that easy for me with Dallas. I should have just let it happen. <laughs> well, then you would have had the perfect week. We had the perfect week. Yeah, we've got one to call, so you you can still break the record. The record is fourteen and two. Yeah. So you can you can get a, to thirteen and one. You can get a thirteen which and is, one, which is amazing. Percentage wise, better. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. So we've got a thirteen and one week on the line, provided you get this right. I'd like with to the call on Monday night. Fun. We'll get to That'd that a little fun. bit later. By the way, has been has, has Belichick been fired? No. <laughs> It's not been fired. Well, I thought that was that was, was those the, were the stakes. That was the report that the led Boston to your Globe that led to my pick. That led to your pick. Otherwise, you would have been pick. on the Colts. You'd yeah. say he's not going to get fired. Yeah. By the way, watching that game because it was going on right before ours. I watched none of that. Okay, so Mac Jones throws an outrageously bad pick in the end zone on mm-hmm. their second to last possession. They get the ball back with like less than two minutes and no timeouts. They have to go whole length of field, and he just cold throws Bailey Zappy in there. Benches Mac. Really? And throws, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. and throws Zappy in for the final drive cold. And of it's course, like I've he, seen enough. he throws a pick. They just cut uh, the, their pick from 2022, one of their picks. Uh, that quarterback. Corner, the corner. Oh, Jack Jones. Jack Jones. Yeah. Just cut him today. Wasn't he the kid from Houston last year? He was, was the one like, that everybody liked. They thought he was, was like the prize dominance. of their draft. Yeah, the prize pick of their draft. He's they only played him. 10 plays this year, they said. Yeah. 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 The GM has undone the coach. No doubt, about as big. But as you that's can. a wild thing to do. Like I know you could be mad at Mac Jones, but you're just gonna be like, all right. You're only getting one drive this game, and it's gonna be the one to the try game to go win it. Yeah. We we looked up there on the TV, and I'm like, I'm like I think they're benching Mac him. Jones. I'm like I think they're benching him because Mac Jones was sitting on the sideline with. He has some Eli level blank yeah. stares that are oh, outrageous. He's, he's he's got a very punchable face. Oh god, so unlikable. Eli was likable. Eli would just punchable. be like, huh? yeah. I don't. I don't remember anybody. It's funny. I always thought it was crazy when Kyle was like enamored with him or reportedly enamored with him. I'm like, nobody looked at that team he had at Alabama and thought they're winning this because of him. They were like, there was then no... he didn't pick him, so he wasn't. Yeah, but yeah, that I enamored. I mean, either, well, either way, it was between him and Lance for Kyle. So either way, just, not great. Just stay out of the quarterback business, Kyle. Just do everything else, which they did very, yeah, very they well yesterday. Fl- they identified Brock Purdy. No, they did not. They fell into Brock Purdy. Uh, you don't get any credit when it's the last pick in the draft, <laughs> and you've passed him yourself seven times. Um, At the most important position in all. One guy sports. who was passed over for number one overall this year was C.J. Stroud, and he was a dude. Again, he leads the NFL in passing yardage, my friend. He does? He has, yeah. Leads the NFL in passing yardage. I thought Sam He has Hell 15 touchdowns to two picks on the season, does C.J. Stroud. I would like to take – He now has MVP odds. Well – I believe Uno and I in our factor fiction. Look at these two right here. The look at this. Look at this. Uh, take a bow. Take a bow. Uno. I said factor ah. fiction. C.J. Stroud is an MVP candidate. He is now. And everybody's like, eh, I don't think so. Fiction, like rookie of the year, yes, not fact. And I was like, sure. He so, just went to Cincinnati and won, so and engineered a game-winning drive. They're in the do playoffs it. today. He's second. He's second. That crud Sam Howell passed him. Sam passed him late. So late at the time that Seattle, the time that time game ended, it happened, yes. he was. So Sam passed him at the end. Like, would you believe that Sam Howell has twenty-eight hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns, nine picks, and is completing sixty-seven percent of his passes? Because I wouldn't. Well, they're in every game. Almost. He never throws like, it to Terry McLaurin. I'll tell you that. No, much. They, they're in every game though. I 
the 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 Stroud win. Stroud's so good in Cincinnati yesterday was a monster win for it, them. It's a huge win for us because that gets that takes Cincinnati was, to five and four. Can you explain to me though? It, it was a monster win, but it also came with some strangeness as the game progressed. So they're ahead twenty-seven to seventeen, right? For the second straight drive, the Bengals get all the way down their territory, and Burrow goes pick, then they punt, pick again, and yeah. then they come out 27-17 and are throwing it, and then CJ throws a pick throws a bad like pick, at yeah. their own four. Yeah, Why are they throwing it at that point? The clock is their friend, so then the, they get a touchdown. Then they go three plays. Is that the chase punt. one, the, the 70? No, that was before. Was that that was, yeah. And he answered that with a six. That cut it to 20-17. Then Stroud answers it, six plays, 75 yards for a touchdown. Burrow pick, Houston punt, Burrow pick again, and then Houston pick in their own, like, yeah, which was nuts, touchdown punt. Then the Bengals tie it with a field goal. With the field goal, yeah. And then he leads them 55 yards in a minute and a half to get a field goal and the win. And the win, yeah. They should. It should not have been that stressful. No, 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 no. It's, look, Cincinnati had won a couple in a row. They yeah. were all the way back. They looked great to lose at home. I mean, they got Baltimore there on Thursday, and now what is a must-win for them as they've dropped to five and four? It's kind of it, if you're listening to Baltimore radio, I had the great the teaching professional of the of the program was listening to a, Mr. Mike Dixon was listening to the Ravens oh, yes. radio this morning. He said they're all saying like it's a must-win for us, or the division's gone. It's not a must-win for them yet, but it is for Cincinnati. Cincinnati is the toughest schedule remaining in the league. Who do we root Number for in one. this game? I I would root for Cincinnati because Tie. they. Yeah, I'd root for Cincinnati because then, then all of a sudden you win, you're in first place in the division, right? Because they'd be eight and four, you'd be seven and three, so you'd be in first place in the division. And both of them have brutal schedules yep. that should cannibalize. They both should cannibalize. Well, they still a have to bit. play each other twice, right? Once more, yeah. Thursday and one another. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. that particular matchup. Like yeah. we're done with we're the done with them. and yeah. we have one, one more, more each. One more each. Like so. we we'll only have one division game, which will be huge. We win this one. We're sitting at three and two in the division with one division game to go at the end, right? And they're going to have to take L's because they're going to be playing each other. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. There were five games yesterday that ended on field goals. It's the most ever. Not just ended on field, like game winning clock over clock and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, As time it was expired. Yeah. Well, we told you how it was going to go. I think I'm pretty. You're welcome. Do we have the tape from Friday? Because I'm pretty sure I said a Dustin Hopkins field goal was going to do it. We'll have to go you back to the scores. Have, yeah. I may have said that. We'll have to go may check have even that had out. That in the scores. Uno. Um, we do have a Monday night football game tonight. Um, if the playoffs started today, the Bills and the Bengals would both be on the outside looking in the postseason. Final spot today is Houston and the Texans. Think about it from the Texans' perspective. A year ago, your dregs of the league. Lovey wins a game. You have no business winning at the end that prevents you from picking number one overall. You fire him the next day. Somehow Carolina, their brain trust, their coaches want C.J., ownership wants Bryce, and you end up with C.J. Stroud. By the way, Will Anderson's really good too. Now they're kind of locked in. they got a franchise quarterback, franchise defensive player, and you're locked in from here on out. Good shout-out to you. Cleveland Browns Daily Broadcasting Live, Buffalo Wild Wings, Avon Lake tomorrow, 1-3. to three. J- Dave Zastadil going to be there to sign autographs from 2-3. to three. Visit the Cleveland Browns Facebook page I'll see you there. to Thank learn you. more, sort of, probably. Um, the scores coming up next. Include the Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Tito's Handmade Vodka on game day. Pour me in, coach. Find cocktail recipes for every fan at titosvodka.com. 40% like alcohol that. by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. <laughs> Monday night football tonight. Give a go ahead. Hi, it's uh, the Denver Broncos. That's right. They're going to be on Sunday Night Football next week <laughs> against Minnesota. You know what? I they did didn't two mind. Weeks in a row, they did that. The Jets did that too. I didn't mind. I was so happy and overjoyed. Like I didn't. I didn't mind not having to watch the Sunday Night game because it, it was I a good game. In, I tuned in. I was making. I watched a little bit. A little bit. That's of the first what I half. did. I watched the Illyria sixth grade basketball team dominate the likes of which I've never Shout seen out dominate. Coach L. Yeah, that's a squad he's got. That's more impressive than anything on Sunday Night Football. Last night, uh, Denver's three and five. They've won two in a row. They're visiting the land of wings and beers. Buffalo, five and four are the Bills. Uh, Zagro. I don't have a great feel for this game. And yet, even when we don't, we win. Typically, we get yes. house money. Can I? I'll do this one. You did it. La- you did it last Monday. Okay. I'm not overthinking it. Bills by a billion. Okay, that's where that's I'm where my head was at. That's where my head was at. Not overthinking it. All right. Bills by a billion. Nobody circles the wagons. Thirteen and one. Come on, let's go. Next level's coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty, ESPN, Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and eight fifty, ESPN, Cleveland.